What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Kobe White working on his footwork, ball handling, um, adding some strength over the course of this offseason, what that could mean for his season upcoming and his trade value, as it has been reported that the Bulls are likely going to shop him and revisit that around the trade deadline. We'll also talk about the passing of Bill Russell, what he meant to the game, and Derek Jones Jr. and some other Odds and ends Bulls news. We'll get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So first, before we get started, I got to talk. Hey, you should be a member of the channel. If you're not a member of the channel, you need to. That's where you get an exclusive, exclusive video every week. I, because of what's been going on, you guys see the remodel. I've not dropped the, the, the two members exclusive videos that I should have over the last week. So you guys will be getting three of those this week. So be on the lookout for that. I did want to catch up. I wanted to make sure that I made that known. I know you guys are out there and I got this content coming in hot and fast for you. On top of that, we have the one year anniversary show of Chicago Bulls Central coming up on the 14th is when that anniversary show drops. Now that will be hosted by Petty Roosevelt, and from what I hear, he has a roast plan for Hayes. Like, so we'll, 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 Petty Roosevelt, we'll, we'll address that at the time that it needs to be. But let's go ahead and get into this news and content for the Chicago Bulls. Now, this thing is not a big, so I'm just going to get this out the way. Derek Jones Jr. is a pro, uh, apparently playing in um, Miami Pro League. He's been playing with Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, and Darius Garland. Now, what does this mean in the long run? Nothing. NBA players play in in, in leagues outside of it uh when when they when they do it happens they, they they pick up games over the course of summer they play this it is what it is i mean it, it is good and noted that he's probably going to be fully healthy he's probably going to be in great shape that he's playing in things like this and it really helps tune them up heading into training camp and i'm looking forward to it like Derek jones jr at one period of time not for a long stretch before a stretch in time when he was playing backups in a row him and Lonzo worked out a great pick and roll. Him and Io worked out some chemistry as well. Derrick Jones Jr. can be a factor off this bench for the Chicago Bulls. Still very young in Derrick Jones Jr., not, not a, a veteran at all. I know some, some Bulls fans, including me, were kind of disappointed that, that the Bulls added Derrick Jones Jr. back to the team. I did not think he was going to be back, but he is back. He's going to be in a Bulls uniform, and because of that, I want to see him be able to play the best that he can. What position is he going to play? It really comes down to how ready Marco Samanovic is, is ready to go, right? If Marco's ready to come in, play some minutes at the four, play some minutes at the five, it's really going to make Derrick Jones Jr. and Javante Green really be able to focus playing those, that at that three and Javante for the two. The way that this lineup is going to work out is going to be really interesting. It's going to be, you know, how Billy Donovan uses a, a player like Derrick Jones who was on his team last season, but kind of moved away from at the end of the season when you have players like Dalen Terry and other ones coming in um, what does that do for the lineup? The way that this lineup shakes out is going to be one of the things that I'm watching in preseason very heavily. I'll probably do at, in that last preseason game uh, predictions on how I think the rotations are going to work out for the Chicago Bulls. But like I said, Derrick Jones Jr. working in that pro-am. Shout out to him. I'm happy for him doing it, but it's it's not really a lot uh, to meet to pick up there. But it is, you know, it's interesting. This Bulls news, I do want to talk about it. And in the same um, look of that, uh, uh, Daylon Terry playing in the Denard Bros pro runs as well. Hamstring completely fine, showing that athleticism, showing that uh, that competitiveness that's probably going to get him on the court as well a lot. Um, and so these are a couple of Bulls players that are doing things in this offseason that I think is going to help them come into training camp being fully ready to go. And how that training camp shapes up, it's going to be fun to talk about and fun to see 
how it ends up working out for the Chicago Bulls in training camp. So we'll, we'll, we'll continue to monitor that, see what goes on with that. Uh, let me know down below what do you think of it and how do you read into players playing in these other leagues during the summer? I know some people are against it because of the chance of injury, but are you more for it considering how it helps players tune up to that? Now, let's get into, unfortunately, not as a bit of positive news. The NBA did lose Bill Russell. We talked about this a lot over on Locked on Bulls heavily, so I'm not going to dive into it too much here. But Bill Russell, and his impact of the game, what he meant, like I said, uh, Bill Russell you know, he stopped playing before I even came in this earth. And for many of us and most of us actually watching this, I would say, too, we never got to see a live game of Bill Russell playing. We just we just didn't. Now we've gotten to see replays. We've gotten to see interviews with him, how he talks about people. Uh, Pat mentioned how he flicked people off and how that was always fun. Things like that are always fun uh, to talk about in the see from Bill Russell. And the fact of the matter is, is that in the NBA, we still have a lot of the legends in the NBA, right? We don't lose legends very often in this, in this game. This is one of the few games where you can go back and have a direct communication. You see players nowadays even talking to, impacting, being interviewed by a lot of the legends in this game, not just, you know, great players that have played, but legends in this sport. And the fact of, of losing Bill Russell is going to be felt throughout the NBA. I'm sure the NBA is going to do things in remembrance um, and celebration of Bill Russell's career and life throughout this whole season. You're going to see that probably every team is going to do something as well. The NBA doing something um, as much as possible. Expect to see something, too, in the finals is probably going to be a big thing for Bill Russell as well. And he deserves it. Bill Russell was one of those players that that he transcends just the sport. What he did for black people in sports in general, and Michael Jordan talked about it, is huge. And I think that's something that, you know, sometimes we miss the reference for because we weren't there. We can never really understand it. But it is something that does need to be mentioned. It does need to be talked about because it is powerful. And the fact that, you know, that we've lost him, the fact that, you know, and I think back to the interview with him and Kevin Garnett, like um, Kevin Garnett was, I think that was his first year with the Celtics and him like saying, hey, I can see you winning three, four rings while you're here in Boston. Yeah, that didn't come to fruition. But that was a powerful, powerful interview. And so it's it's losing Bill Russell is going to be felt. It's going to be felt more so by the players that they're not going to have that that resource to go to and things like that. But all the memories, all the everything. And you're going to see so many highlight packages and things like that over his playing career, non-playing career, a player coach at one point in time. Bill Russell was an absolute legend in sports, not just the NBA. And to lose him is super unfortunate. But luckily, he did go peacefully um, and, and hopefully pain free. And, you know, 88 years old, he lived a full life and he, he what he did is going to is something that I think we all hope to be able to do is that have our legacy go on for years and years and years and decades after we're gone. The legacy of what Bill Russell did, winning 11 titles, what he did for, for, for black people in sports, everything is going to be felt for almost forever. It's going to ride out time. So like him, him being able to have that impact is just huge. It's amazing. And um, yeah, let me know what you think about uh, down below. Do you also think, and this is something that we presented over on Locked on Bulls, I'll bring here as well. Do you think that the NBA, is Bill Russell the type of player where the NBA should retire his number as a whole? Let me know what you guys think about that one down below as well. Let's get into something else. We got Kobe White in the building. Um, well, I wish we had Kobe White in the building. That'd be a hell of an interview because I, I got some questions. He may never come back on another podcast after that. But uh, with that being said, Kobe White. Um, working on his footwork, ball handling has already been reported. He's gotten considerably stronger over the course of this offseason off as well. And so what does a healthy Kobe White, what does he bring to this team? In, in my 2022-23 uh, predictions for Kobe White, I've kind of already talked about what I would like to see from him. But Kobe White, improving some of his decision-making, improving his consistency is going to be the biggest thing, can be a big factor for the Chicago Bulls coming off the bench. Now, 
What does that mean? We also got reports from Bleacher Report that the Bulls are expected to pick up trying to shop Kobe White at the trade deadline this year in 2023, which would be right around the time of his birthday. Um, what does Kobe White playing well either do for his trade deadline or how well does Kobe, Kobe White have to play for the Bulls to consider keeping him? Now, I know some Bulls fans are of the mindset, do not keep Kobe White under any shape, form, or, 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 or anything under any circumstances. But I will say this, what Kobe White, if Kobe White can be more consistent, Already Kobe White averaging over 12 points per game, over three rebounds per game, almost three assists per game off the bench at a PER of 12.6 is solid, right? That's solid for a bench production. The fact of the matter is, and what hurts Kobe, is that it's not consistent in the games where he's not shooting the ball well, how much that hurts you. A consistent Kobe White, right? A Kobe White that doesn't just give you the big 20-point games and then follows it up with maybe a six- or eight-point game, but is giving you solid scoring off the bench and consistent scoring off the bench can average between 16 and 18 points off the bench. Uh, let me say this. Let me say between 14 and 16 points off the bench if Kobe White's consistent, even with the same percentages that he shot. With that being said, though, like, is that then a player that you consider keeping depending on what you think that market value is going to be for Kobe White? Um, it, it really depends. Like one season or half season, because if they trade him at the trade deadline, that'll be a little over halfway through the season. Um, is that enough to try to bet on and say, hey, he's been really consistent, really good for us this season? Or do you still move him considering his youth? You take advantage of that. You get more assets back. You try not to get into long term money with Kobe White with possibly giving him extension next season. Kobe White really has his future and his destiny in his hands. If he comes off the bench playing well and consistent for the Chicago Bulls to start the season, yeah, he's probably going to be moved, but you then put yourself in a better position for your next contract. You put yourself in a better position on that next team um, and what, what level and caliber of team tries to go after Kobe White. Hearing that the Bulls are going to pick up looking for a destination for him at the trade deadline is not shocking at all. That's probably the least shocking thing to be said, yeah, they should be considering, you know, he's going into unrestricted, I'm sorry, restricted free agency and that considering the money that they already have tied into that position in Zach Levine, in Lonzo Ball, Io DeSumo also needs a contract extension next season. Kobe White seems like the odd man out. Now, Kobe White does have a skill set that those guys, well, excited Zach Levine don't have as far as being a microwave off the bench, but he hasn't been that consistently. So do I think Kobe White can play well enough that it can make the Bulls reconsider uh, trading him, yes, I do think it's a possibility in that. I don't think it's a great one. I think no matter how good Kobe White plays, they're going to try to see what they can get back for him for reasons outside of just basketball. Now, does that hurt or help the team? When you look at the fact that we need a score off the bench, Bulls bench scoring ranked towards the bottom of the league, as I've said and been very boisterous on, no team has made a significant run with bench scoring ranked amongst their peers as the Chicago Bulls did, as low as Chicago Bulls were at points last season. So they do need to improve that. But with Dalen Terry, with uh, improved Io DeSumo, with Goran Dragic, who I still don't see very much for, with Andre Drummond, who can still get you double digits off the bench or near double digits, is the Bulls bench scoring going to be good enough without Kobe, considering if they, well, and whoever they bring back for Kobe White as well, considering the long-term money? The Bulls, I've said before, can have up to $20 million in true cap space next season, um, on top of another, uh, another mid-level exception as well, to really do some serious maneuvering in free agency and that flexibility may be what pushes them over the top to go ahead and move Kobe no matter how good he's playing but it all boils down to Kobe White has to play we should all be rooting for Kobe White to play well if you're on the side of Kobe White needs to be traded you should root for him to play well to up that value if you're on the side that you really think the Bulls should consider keeping him 
then you should still want to see him play well as well. Everything boils down to Kobe White playing well and being consistent off the off the bench for the Chicago Bulls. And it's good to see him putting in things, uh, work on aspects of his game that are going to help with that. Footwork, ball handling, strength. These are all things that are going to help Kobe be able to maybe penetrate more, get to the lane a little bit more, not become just a shooter, but be create his own shot a little, a little bit more than what he did last season. He also needs to improve on his defense. The the passing, while I did see times where Kobe White's passing took leaps next season and looked real, I mean, next last season and looked really good, I still want to see Kobe White improve that decision making, that IQ, things like that. You know, at the end of the day, a lot's being made about Kobe White, and we'll see how it boils down. What his future is with the Chicago Bulls, I'm not quite sure. I do think that there's a, a world in which the Bulls do consider keeping him, considering that, you know, maybe they maybe they they play around and they and they do their other maneuvers and wait to to revisit a Kobe White. Um, unless he signs an offer sheet early type deal, we'll see what happens. Let me know down below. What do you guys think is going to happen with Kobe White next season as far as his play? And do you think he that there's a possibility of him staying with the team? Or do you think he's absolutely gone by the trade deadline? Let me know all that down below. Now, last thing before we go, we've been doing season predictions. And this is one that I've really, I haven't known how to go with, right? And this is Dalen Terry. Uh, we're going to do the season predictions for Dalen Terry. Because um, the thing is, is, can or will Dalen Terry get off the bench? How many minutes will Dalen Terry get in, in his rookie season for the Chicago Bulls? I don't want to see Dalen Terry down in the G League. I do want to see him. And I think with his intensity, with his competitiveness, with the energy he can bring off the bench, with that defense, some of the shooting, getting out in transition, especially if Lonzo Ball is healthy and ready to go. I think him and Dalen Terry, Dalen Terry would be a good weapon to have with Lonzo Ball because we've seen it. Lonzo stayed in the start. In the, on the court with a lot of bench players during times last season. And I think that's when not only you can unlock Lonzo to do a little bit more things if DeMar, if Zach are on the bench, but you know, you want to put players out there that compliment him. Him and Io worked out some things last season, but um, seeing, giving him weapons like Javante Green out in transition, giving him weapons like um, Dalen Terry could be really, really um, amazing for both, for both players. So well, how do I see? That's really what it boils down to, right? More than a numbers type thing is really how much does Dalen Terry play in his rookie campaign for the Chicago Bulls? That's what it all boils down to. I think he's going to be a player that gets some minutes early, right? Because of his energy, because of his defense, that's going to get him on the court. Now, how he performs in those minutes is what's going to determine if those minutes increase as the season goes on. But really, when it boils down to it, when it comes to Dalen Terry, I can't give any type of numbers predictions. I can't give any type of PR predictions. I can't give any of that because we really don't know. And what and even what he showed in college may not be may only scratch the surface of the game that he can unlock on the NBA level working with NBA coaches. So really looking at it right. I've given numbers for almost everybody else um, that I've done. Well, not almost everybody else that I've done these season predictions for. It's really hard when it comes to a rookie. So I'm going to do it based off this minutes, kind of a style of play and games played for Dalen Terry next season. Barring any injuries, I'm looking at Dalen Terry playing, getting in about 65 to 70 games for the Chicago Bulls next season. And one may say, hey, that is a lot of games. Keep in mind, I'm not expecting him to play heavy minutes in those games. Over the course of the season, I think Dalen Terry averages probably about 10 or 11 minutes per game if everyone's healthy, which could go up with that if he performs. But just with that, that's what I'm expecting from Dalen Terry and the energy. The, the 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 stuffing the stat sheet in a way, right? I don't mean by that he's going to get double digits in any number necessary stat, but he's going to give you a couple of steals. He's going to get some blocks. He's going to give um some great defense. He's going to score a little as well. He's going to he's going to get those type of things. Dalen Terry in his rookie season, I'm looking to be a very big energy player for the Chicago Bulls and providing that in his minutes, no matter if he's only getting eight minutes a game. In those eight minutes, you come in, you see a player that gives intensity and energy. 
That's what I want to see from Dalen Terry in his rookie season is energy and intensity and improving as the season goes along, right? That's what I want to see. I'm not going to put any types of numbers on it. You can let me know down below if you are and what you want to see from Dalen Terry in his rookie campaign, but that's where I kind of sit with it. That's what I want to see from Dalen Terry next season for me, for my money. Let me know what you guys think about that down below. Tomorrow, we'll be covering Marco Samanovich as well. But that's it for today's episode of Chicago Bull Central. Thank you for joining me. And I know the sound's a little bit off in this area. We'll get the sound together. Uh, we're working on it. Um, it's going to be a steady bit of improvement. But thank you for joining. Thank you for being the best part of Chicago Bull Central. You can follow the show at Bull Central Pod on every social media platform. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, you can send us a text and a voicemail to be played on our Saturday mailbag episodes, 773-270-2799. Thank you for being the best part of Chicago Bull Central. Like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break, Break Media. Media.